This is the Worth Recovery Podcast, featuring women in addiction. Welcome back to Worth Recovery, a podcast featuring women in sex addiction. My name is Amy. I'm your host here. I um, am a sex addict, and I've been sober since December 2nd of 2012. Today, I want to talk about crabs. Crabs, right? Like, not anything gross. The actual, like, shellfish crabs, okay? So, I never ate shellfish as a child, (laughs) ever, Uh, my mom used to make like clam chowder for us, but she called it potato soup and we didn't know that there were clams in it. Um, I didn't know that there were clams in it till much, much later in life. I'm embarrassed to say that, but that's the truth. Um, and I never really liked fish. I never really liked shellfish as a child or growing up. And then when I was about 20, I went and lived in Maryland for a couple years. And Maryland, um, is known for their crab right? They, Maryland, the state of Maryland in the United States is known for their crab. They have tons of crab fests. And I remember the first time I was living there kind of with a family and, um, I remember the first time I attended a crab fest. So it literally is like this big long table that they put out in the backyard and they cover it. They covered it with newspaper and then they take like these big buckets of crabs and they just like of steamed crabs and they just like throw them out on the table. And the table is lined with Old Bay seasoning and these, you know, uh, little utensils that you use for digging meat out of crabs. And I remember thinking, this is the grossest thing I've ever going, I've ever done, but I need to do it because I need to at least say that I tried, right? And then I fell in love with crab. My sister always tells me that, like, that's the worst thing to be eating because they are, um, crabs just like live on the bottom of the ocean and eat everyone's garbage and trash. And yeah, anyway, they're like the filter. That's what she called it. The filtering system. You're like eating the filtering system of the ocean. Thanks for that. And even amongst that, I still love crab meat and crab cake. Crab cakes are like one of my most favorite things to eat. And I learned about crabs while I was living in Maryland um, and spent a lot of time eating crab there. And then I came back. I was living in California at the time. And California just doesn't have crab like Maryland crab. Like it doesn't taste the same. I digress though. We're going to talk about crabs and crab, what we call crab mentality. Now this might be something that you're familiar with. Um, I learned about this again while I was living in Maryland. Um, But then again, later as part of um, some strategic planning classes and things that I took. So if you've ever like looked at crabs or seen crabs in the wild or watched people catch crabs, crabs are a very interesting creature um, because they're very like sneaky. They can, because they, they're very agile and because they can like clamp onto things with their pinchers, right? They can get out of a lot of scenarios. Um, they don't really get caught in, uh, nets or things like that because they can get through holes. They can maneuver themselves out They're They're very kind of clever like that and can get out. Now, if you have a bucket and you're catching crabs, you're going crabbing, right? And you're catching crabs. 
the first crab that you catch, you've got to make sure that you like seal off the top. If you do not seal off the top of your bucket, that crab will get out of your bucket because they can grab and pull and just about anything. They are very strong and with the littlest bit of leverage can like launch their body out um, of containers. And so you have to be really careful when you catch that first crab. Now, crab mentality comes in when you have two crabs in a bucket. Because once you have two crabs in that bucket, you never ever have to put a lid on it again. You don't even really have to watch it because those crabs will not allow each other to get out. Now, whether this is really intentional, whether, I mean, I, I doubt that they really can think and say like, oh, you're not getting out, right? Um, I don't know exactly their, like their thought process, right? However, from our perspective, this is what it looks like. You get four or five crabs in a bucket and one of them starts to climb out. And the minute it starts moving, the other crabs start pulling at it and pulling at it and pulling it down. And they will keep each other in that bucket. They will not allow the other crab, they will not allow any crabs to get out. If one crab happens to persist, right? And I've seen this happen. They'll, the other crabs will go as far as to like break its arms, like break off its, um, you know, its pinchers, hurt it, injure it, its claws so that it can't move. And if it still continues to persist, they will actually kill that crab so that the crab cannot get out of the bucket. And that's what we call crab mentality. Now, when we take this and extract this information out for humans, right, we kind of come up with the phrase that if I can't have it, neither can you. That's kind of the phrase that um, encapsulates this crab mentality, right? It's the idea that if you, if I can't get out, you can't get out, right? If I can't make it, you can't make it. If I can't have that, you can't have it. If I can't do it, neither can you. And not only neither can you, but I'm going to make sure I'm going to pull you down. I'm going to make sure that that you don't that you don't do it, that you can't make it. Sometimes we call this like also collective group demise. That's what we would call it in strategic planning. It's this group demise idea that like if you know, if I can't have that, if I can't get a promotion, I'm going to make sure that no one can get a promotion. If I don't get acknowledged for my work, I'm going to make sure that you know, you I'm going to sabotage you and you don't get acknowledged for your work as well. And it's not a really great place to be ever. It's not a really great place to be in a work situation, in a social situation. It's not a great mental place to be, this crab mentality. And yet we see it so much all of the time. We're going to talk about that in a second of kind of where we see it. But before we do that, I want to kind of give you some key um ideas or factors around when you might be in crab mentality. So I want to just start this with a disclaimer. Um, I remember the day that crab mentality was pointed out to me personally. I was living in Washington. I was new. I was maybe brand new in recovery, maybe a year in, maybe not, maybe not even quite in recovery, actually, now that I think about the kind of, uh, timeline there, but neither here nor there. 
my friend and I were attending a wedding of a, another mutual friend. So, right. So we're attending the, actually the kind of the reception, um, of this, of a mutual friend of ours that was getting married. And I remember like walking out of the reception and I made some really jealous, envious remark. And I don't even remember exactly what I said, to be honest. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I remember that, I remember the feeling, right? And it was jealousy and envy and um, anger. And I made a comment. And my mutual, my friend that I was attending with turned to me and said, wow, Amy, that is not a nice thing to say. And I like first got defensive inside. I didn't get outside defensive, but inside I was like, oh yeah, whatever. But, and then she just went on and she was like, I, I never thought that you were that kind of person that you wouldn't be happy for someone who was having happiness or success in their life. And that was the moment that stung me, right? That was like, wait, why aren't I happy for someone else who's having happiness in their life? And I recognized that I was in that, that mentality of like, if I can't have it, you shouldn't have it. If I can't be happy, you shouldn't be happy, right? Um, I remember it was not too long after that, uh, that my mom was sharing a struggle of, um, um, it's one of her, like her cousins. Anyway, a family member, a distant family member where she was sharing their struggle with infertility with me and just the, you know, they had been trying and trying and trying and several IVF treatments had failed and they had just saved up the money to have another one. And that one, you know, they found out like three months into it had also like she had miscarried and it was just a tragic event. And my mom was really upset about it. And I remember the first thing like in my mind uh, was, well, at least she's married and she has someone to be, you know, to grieve with, right? Again, just that like revealing that uh, envy, jealousy, bitterness that I had inside myself of like, I couldn't even feel sad for them because I was so consumed by my own envy and bitterness and anger and frustration and, um, pity and victimization, like victimhood, right? I was just so caught up in that myself. And I remember those two events happened pretty close together and thinking to myself, that is not the person I want to be. That is not the person that I want to be. That's not who I am. Um, and getting in and then getting into recovery after that and recognizing, I mean, just so much I had to learn about myself and so much I had to kind of work through to let go of that jealousy and envy and bitterness and anger and, and things like that. So I, this is one of those mentalities that I really have had to be vigilant about in my, in my recovery. And I see this happen a lot in recovery for a lot of different reasons within a lot of different communities. So we're going to get in that into a sec, get into that in a second. But I just want to share some of like my, um, my own personal uh, red flags that I look for uh, to make sure that I'm staying out of crab mentality because I don't want to be pulling people down. I spent my life being pulled down and I don't want to do that to others. 
So these are some of the things that I have to keep track of or be worried about. Um, I think I've got about six, maybe seven. Let me count. Okay, eight. I have eight of them. Eight things that I look for um, in myself that I have to be aware of when I, to stay out of crab mentality. Number one, right, is the panic that hits me when I see other people's happiness or that other people are improving or making progress on their goals. So when I see that other people are making progress on their goals, right, I want to be super happy for those people, super happy for those people. Now, if I'm in that moment and I feel panic instead of happiness, I know that that's my crab mentality starting to to sink in or to come into my life because that panic is about me comparing myself, right? My panic is like, wait, they're progressing. What's my problem? Like, why aren't I progressing? When I feel that panic, I have to be aware that I've um, funnel that into something productive and that I don't allow that to turn into bitterness. So number one is just the panic. Okay. Number two. Yeah, this one's, this one's hard. This whole episode's hard. I just feel like I'm showing you all of my negative side, but it's okay. Cause I am making progress and it's okay because I am not like this anymore. This is something that plagued me in the past and I really have worked hard at it. So, um, I definitely think that another red flag that I have to look at, um, for me personally is when I'm full of positivity for myself and I'm full of negativity for others. So when everything I talk about my life is like, yeah, I'm doing great and this is great and I'm not and blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, I'm talking to my friend and I'm like, oh, you need to be doing that or you should be doing that. Or I'm just really negative about them, right? I'm negative about their life. I'm negative about who they are. I stomp them down multiple times. Um, so again, that's, that's me. That's my own bitterness. That's my own, like, I need to puff myself up, right? Like that puffer, puff, puffer fish, make myself really big, right? Puff myself up and stamp all the rest of you down. That's crab mentality starting to pull into my life. And so I need to be aware of that for sure. Uh, the next one for me is when I fall into the blame game, right? So I start to blame other people for me not succeeding um, and not take ownership or accountability for that. Because again, the minute I start blaming other people, I'm comparing myself and comparison just is not really great. For me, that leads to that crab mentality, right? If you can't have it, I can't have it. That's crab mentality. If you can't do that, you know, if I can't, sorry, other way around. If I can't do it, you can't do it. Um, and so if I start blaming other people instead of taking my own accountability and responsibility, I know I'm falling into that crab mentality. Um, another reason, another way, another black flag, black Wow. Another red flag for me. Another red flag for me in crowd mentality is, is compet competition. When I start to look at, at people or programs or things that people do as competition, this can show up if I'm starting to like mentally pick sides in my head. Have you ever done that? You sit in a room and like, you start to think like, oh, are you guys with me or against me? You know, and then you maybe even pick out someone and I'm like, are you with them? Or are you with me? Right. The minute I start to like a me versus anybody type of mentality, uh, that's again, that crab mentality pulling into my head. I'm pulling others down. I'm picking sides. 
I'm not happy for them. And so when I start to look at things as people as competition, instead of um, connecting with people, that's a problem that I really have to, to look at. Um, another one for me is when I start to act like I know everything. <laughs> and this one comes up if I start to lie about knowing everything. So when I was in my addiction, um, I lied a lot. And one of the things I lied about is like people would ask me things, you know, do you, have you heard of this or have you know that, or do you know that or blah, blah, blah. And I would just say, yes, yeah, totally. Like I know that. And I would like lie about it and fake it. Right. Do you know this person? Yeah, I know that person, blah, 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 blah. And I would just like make it up. Um, sometimes I would like have really brilliant ideas about things and I would just lie and say that, um, you know, someone else said that because I didn't trust myself <laughs> Or maybe I would just lie about where I had heard something or I would lie that, um, you know, that they were wrong about this because of blah, blah, blah. I just lied all of the time. I was a liar. And one of the things I've really, really had to work diligently in recovery is to not lie. And in particular about things that I know. Um, and so I, I have to, like, have you read that book? Um, I, in addiction, I would have said, oh yeah, I totally read that book. Um, and then I would get caught, right? Sometimes, sometimes I wouldn't get caught. Um, and in recovery, I've had to be diligent about like, no, I haven't read that book. Tell me about it. Right. Or yes, I've read that or, you know, whatever the deal is, I had to be really, really honest when I start acting like I know everything and I start lying about knowing things, then I really am in crab mentality. Um, and I'm pulling people down and I'm not, I'm not being happy for other people and their success. Um, another big red flag for me when I'm in crab mentality is that I spend my time talking about people instead of ideas and solutions, right? So when I start talking about people and instead of concepts or ideas or solutions, that is a massive problem. Because I'm looking at people either as competition, that's why I'm talking about them, um, or I'm bringing them down, I'm pulling them down verbally with what I'm saying, um, and I'm not talking about the great ideas and solutions and things like that going on in the world. Um, this happens a lot, you'll see this a lot, especially like, I mean, right now in the United States, we're kind of a mess with all the different things going on and the election coming up. But the idea that, um, you know, rather than talk about ideas or solutions, we talk about people. Um, this is a big thing that happens in politics and in the media in general. We pull people down, again, instead of talking about ideas and solutions. So anytime we're talking about people rather than discussing concepts, ideas, solutions, we're falling into that crab mentality. We're pulling people down. Okay, so, oh, last thing. Right. Last one I want to just say is usually when I'm in crab mentality, I won't admit I'm in crab mentality. Um, someone has to point it out to me. Uh, and that's that's a good thing. I'm glad that people point it out to me. I think, again, at the beginning, that was definitely something that had to be the case. Like if people hadn't pointed it out to me, I probably would have never understood what it was and saw it in myself. As I've come along, I've got these red flags and these things in place that really help me to stay out of that mentality, but I can still do it. Um, the other day, I got a new phone and I was just having one of those like anger days, you know, 
Um, I was just angry about a lot of different things and for a variety of reasons. And I was also sad and grieving. And anyway, I had done all my research on my phone. I knew exactly what phone I wanted. I just had to go into the Verizon store and get it. And I went in and I just started talking to this, you know, salesman. I don't particularly love salesmen. And he was trying to talk me into another phone. I was like, look, I know the phone I want. I just need to get the phone and, and go on. I've got other things I've got to do tonight. And he started talking about, well, you need this and you're going to pay this fee and you're going to pay this fee and you're going to pay that fee. And I'm like, I just feel like you're nickeling and diming me here. Like what, you know, what is it like? Why all the fees? And he just, I don't know. It just was not a great conversation. I know most of that was me. Um, and I, I made some comment to him like, Hey, you're not winning points here. Like, I just really want to buy this phone and be done and get out the door. And, uh, and, but I didn't say it that I didn't even say it that politely. I was pretty terse with him. Um, and I was just like, and then he was like trying to sell me a case and this. And I was like, look, I don't, I don't want anything. I just want the phone and I want to get out the door. And so after this kind of not really great exchange, he came out with my phone. He, you know, ran my credit card, handed me the phone. And he's like, well, you obviously don't even need me to like turn it on. So I'll just give you the phone and you can walk away. And it was obviously he was really upset. Um, and, you know, we, we could parse out like where I went wrong, where he went wrong, blah, blah, blah. Not the point. Point is I walked in and I didn't really treat this man as a human being. Um, I just wanted to get on my way and I was angry. And so I started pulling him down like, you know, you're not winning points. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. Like, why are you doing, you know, and just started to pull and pull and pull at him because I was having an angry day and that's not the person I want to be. And yeah, was I smart enough to activate my phone? Yeah, that was fine. That's not the point. The point is I didn't treat him like a human being. And when we're in crab mentality, we are not treating each other like human beings. We are just pulling at people and we're not actually treating them like humans. So that's crab mentality. Now I want to talk to you about a few places where this comes up and where you're going to encounter it quite a bit. The first is in your, when you enter recovery, you're leaving a community. Um, maybe that was your acting out community, your family of origin. Maybe it was a partner you were with. Maybe, you know, whatever it was, you're going to have to leave some people behind. Maybe that's you're in recovery. You're a partner of a sex addict and you had to leave your sex addict behind, um, that partner that you had. I mean, there are a variety of things that you're going to have to leave behind. And then as you get into recovery and you are start learning about yourself and you start changing and you want boundaries and you start doing all these great, amazing things, And then you show up at a family gathering and they're like, who the hell are you? Why do you think you're better than us? Why are you going to therapy? Like what? You think you're, you know, more than us now? You think you're better than us, right? Were we so horrible that like you had to, you know, go out and pay to get help? And, you know, I say these things from like personal experience, right? And all of a sudden we are the crab in the bucket trying to get out and they are trying to pull us back down, right? And again, whether they do that because they're, I don't know, their mentality, I can't really speak to that. Whether it's just the familiarity of like, you belong in the bucket, like we don't want you to escape. I don't know. 
However, it's a difficult thing. It's a really difficult thing because we're trying to better our lives. We're trying to change. We're trying to move on. And we're trying to be better people. And we like the people that we're becoming. And people are pulling and pulling and pulling at us. Now, I've seen this play out not very in not very great ways. Remember I told you the crabs will actually like break off you know, the legs of the other crabs, right? And like injure them, their arms so that they can't pull and they can't do things. Have you seen that or experienced that? Someone's trying to get out of a certain situation and the community as a whole won't allow that to happen and they'll sabotage them and pull them down. And the crabs will actually kill. Um, They will actually kill the other crab if they feel like they are making progress and they're not. Maybe that's been you. Maybe that's been the scenario that you're in. I just want you to know that if that's the case, that was the case for me, right? I learned crab mentality um, from my family (laughs) Uh, because my family had crab mentality. So uh, when I tried to leave and change and be different, they started to pull on me. And that was hard. It was really, really difficult. And I remember many times leaving family events, just saying like, look, I'm not going to put up with this. You can't talk to me that way. Um, But it took me some time to build up that even that much resilience or that many boundaries. So if that's your case, I just want you to know, like, I understand and that's hard. And you need to find someone that you can talk to about it and really be able to get some support so that you can escape the bucket, right? You don't have to live that way anymore. But more recently, the other scenario where this comes up is in 12-step community groups. I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, a series of questions recently just about like, I want to do this. I want to do that. I, you know, I want to change. I, I want to move on. I want to move to the next step. I, I want to do this. I want this next stage of my life. I want, I want, I want these things. Like, again, I want to get out of the bucket. I want to move on. I want to be better. I want this. And they feel like their current community, whatever that current community is, is pulling them down. For a lot of them, it's been like a 12-step community, right? Like, for instance, I feel ready to move on to the next step, but my sponsor keeps telling me I'm not. Okay. Now, we need to listen to our sponsors because they're the people that we've elected to guide us through things. So we definitely want to do that. And we also want to make sure that, you know, we're getting sound advice. We want to make sure that... If we're ready to move on and we feel like we feel that propulsion to move forward, that we're moving forward somehow. That motivation, you know, sometimes we struggle with lack of motivation. So if, if I want to move on, yeah, we don't want to bypass and we don't want to skip things. And we want we need to move forward. There needs to be forward momentum in our lives. Um, so I've seen this also happen in 12-step communities, you know. Um, most recently, I was talking to a group of women in a a different state and um, one of them you know wanted to was dating uh, wanted to start dating and and I was so sad you know she I think was on step three and she was like I've been sober you know for six months and I want to start dating and all of these women around her were like no you can't stop you can't start dating like you can't do that you can't do that and all you know, it wasn't like we started, we talked about it, we went through it, we talked about a lot of different things around that whole concept. Um, and when we kind of drove down to the fear, as I worked with this group, and we kind of drove down to the fear that was, you know, guiding that whole thing, 
these women were afraid, you know, they wanted to be dating and they didn't feel ready. Or, um, you know, one of them had said like, we can't start dating until we're through all 12 steps. Like that's just the rule. And, and so we kind of put these things in place, arbitrary rules in place where we're actually pulling each other down and not building each other up. Now it doesn't happen in all groups and this is definitely not the only way that it happens. But I just wanted to point that out to you because I have found myself, you know, in the last, I don't know, year as I've like been in grief, grief pulls out crab mentality for me. Um, I find myself sometimes saying like when people talk about the bad relationship what they have with their mother, I'm like, yeah, but you have a mother, uh, crab mentality, right? Like pulling you down, pulling you down, um, you know just all sorts of things, right? That comparison, that self-pity that comes in. And if, if I can't have it, you can't have it, right? So if I can't argue with my mom, you shouldn't be able to argue with your mom. And I pull that down rather than try to connect with someone. So grief has brought this out in in me in little ways. Um, I told you about the Verizon story, right? And I've really had to pay attention and notice when that comes out and to really nip it. Um, and to make sure that it's not taking over my life. So I just wanted to share that with you today um, because I think that it's an important mentality to really think about. Um, I want to be a builder. I don't want to be a crab. I don't want to be pulling people down. I don't want anybody trapped in the bucket. If everybody wants out of the bucket, right? I want everybody out of the bucket. I don't want to be that way. And, uh, And I need to make sure that I'm aware of that. Um, I hope today that you can be a builder and not a crab and not be pulling people down, but help to build people up, including yourself, right? Building yourself up and, and allow people some grace because I make mistakes too, right? So allow people some grace when, when that type of mentality happens and also be willing to point it out to them and tell them about the crabs in the bucket, right? And tell them like, no, Amy, I, I thought that you were... The kind of person that would be happy for other people. If my friend hadn't said that to me, I don't know that I ever would have really clued into that uh, mentality. And I'm really grateful for that. And I'm really grateful to be able to challenge that about myself and be able to change that. Because I don't, I don't really feel that way about myself anymore. I feel like I'm a builder. But it's still something I have to be aware of and still something I have to be conscious of today. I challenge you today to be a builder. And to not get into comparison mode and to really think about the red flags in your life. When do you know that you're tearing people down and not building people up? I would also challenge you to really look at your family of origin um, relationships and those communities that you spend time in and make sure that they're building communities, that we build each other up and accept each other and allow each other to change and that we don't pull each other down and pigeonhole each other. And if you belong to communities like that, I challenge you to either really think about that and maybe leave or limit your interaction there like I've had to do with some of those in my life Um, and to really start calling it out and really start helping people see like this isn't working for me to be in this kind of relationship. So that is my thought for you today. Um, I hope that you, I am now craving crab cakes. Um, I'm not eating meat right now, so I won't have any, but you can go eat some for me. P.S. Just so you know. 
Um, remember that no matter what's going on in your life right now, no matter how far down you've gone, no matter if you're in the bottom of the bucket pulling everyone down, it's okay. You can change. And you are worth that change. You are worth recovery. 100% worth it. I know that. And if you don't, you can just trust me until you start to believe it for yourself. I think about you and I pray for you and I love you. Until next time, Amy. stuff. The mission of Worth Recovery is to dispel shame and build hope in the lives of women struggling with and recovering from sex addiction. I am not associated with any 12-step group, religious organization, or therapeutic clinic. I am an addict sharing my own experiences and recovery.